Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 459. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and we're going to talk some Canadian football tonight. We're going to try to. We've uh, pretty much been successful for doing this uh, week in, week out since the pandemic started, and we knew that we weren't going to get any football and no football this year and maybe no football next year. So uh, we know this, but we can still find things to talk about. In fact, our agenda is full today. There's a lot of stuff going on. Some of it good, some of it bad, some of it uh, indifferent. Uh, we'll see what happens and uh, we'll go from there and see what where we fly. I don't know. I really don't have much of a rant. It's, uh, to me, personally, it was a sad week in uh, CFL uh, with the passing of David Braley, uh, a man that I respected and admired. And, uh, you know, there's all sorts of people that are coming out and saying shit about him. And uh, uh, I'm okay with that, except you think you could let the corpse get cold? I mean, he died Monday, this is Wednesday, and already Three Down Nation published an article yesterday or late Monday about him being such a dick in the CFL. I mean... I, I, you know what? We, we've got lots of times to trash Mr. Braley. Let's, why aren't we looking at the good things that he did to this league? Because, you know what? Without Mr. Braley, we would not have a football league. We wouldn't have every one of the teams. Every one of the teams has accepted money from him. And not a little bit of money, in the millions of dollars. Okay? That I, I don't know. I don't have a tally on how much money he spent in the CFL. Uh, but I, if I was to wager, I'd say it's up in the $50 million mark, if not higher. Uh, I know that his charitable uh, donations in the Hamilton area have topped $125 million. Uh, so, you know, with, with a man that does this kind of stuff, don't talk ill of him. Please, just don't talk ill of him. Not yet. Not yet. At least have a funeral or, or a wake or celebration of life or whatever the hell you're going to do. Just just wait. Don't come out trashing them now. It's just it's not right. It's and, you know, my good friend Will says people suck and they do. Uh, just just because David Braley is not doesn't mean you get to talk poorly of them. Fuck, I hate that. OK, um. I really don't have much to rant about. Uh, we've got some, uh, like I said, good news and sad news and different news and stupid news. And we got some things to talk about. So welcome to the show, Charles. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right and so on. Uh, Wednesday evening, middle of the week. A uh, bit of a tough week in the last few days, but uh, we're still still here. So We are. Yeah, yep. the, the country's country's looking like it's going towards another lockdown, and uh, we don't really want to talk pandemic right now. But uh, you know, shit's going to happen, and it's going to it's shit's yep. going to get real. And it's uh, true. so so be it. We take care of what we can, and uh, there you go. I'm going to be giving you a hug today. 
What's that? I said I won't be giving you a hug today, so don't worry about it. Well, you're in merit, so it'd be hard to do anyways. Yeah, it would be. Okay. Yep. Mark, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? Doing good. I'm doing good. You know, all things considering, it's uh, we got a foot of snow Friday, Saturday. It's pretty much all gone now, thankfully. But then now we're back into the mud, and uh, <laughs> yeah, we you know, got there's, some. There's three seasons here in Merritt. It's fucking hot, fucking cold, and mud. <laughs> Yeah, we got some snow yesterday, but it'll be gone in a couple of days too. So, yeah, it's going to be here in the not too distant future, though. Well, the the rule that I was when we moved up here was November first. After November first, it could stay till April. Yeah. Before that, you'll get snow before that, but it'll go away. So November first is Sunday. So you know, by this well, time next week, we could be in a freeze. We're, it does not look that way. The forecast is looking good, which is I'm kind of happy about. I need another two weeks worth of work around the ranch, and I, I'm not getting it. I'm going down to the coast on on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll see what happens. Uh, might actually be able to uh, stop by and uh, talk with my Charles buddy Sunday afternoon if he's around. We'll see what happens. Oh, I'm not in a big. I probably should be. I'm not. I'm not in a big hurry to get home. It's my mother's 90th birthday on Halloween. So, uh, she's been in shutdown since uh, March. She does not want any part of any human beings. They go and do it. My sisters do her grocery shopping, and leave it outside her door. Knock on the door and leave. And she disinfects it all and brings it in the apartment. Living on her own in her own apartment, and uh, has had, had no human interaction. And I thought, fuck this! It's not your 90th birthday. I'm not positive by any stretch of the means. I'm not going to go see any people before I go see you. So I'm just going to go straight down, give her a hug, and play crib for the weekend. Nice. Yeah. So that's kind of my deal this weekend. Halloween. Yeah, going to go mm-hmm. spend it with the White Witch. William, welcome to the show, buddy. How you doing? Welcome Hello. back. I'm good. I'm good. You know, we missed you, know, you halfway through the show. You know, you disappeared. Well, I know, and I had to go sit in the hot tub. So, um, yeah, that makes sense. That's that, that's the other thing. She wouldn't hug us, and we we sat next to each other in the hot tub. Okay, it makes no sense to me. Anyways, I'm I'm I'm. You know what? It, it's funny because last week I had a whole week off to do nothing but think and reflect on things and i had an interesting conversation with my wife that that week and she she looks at me one day and she says you know you have a pretty good life and i thought about it for a minute and i'm like she says you got a good job you got stuff you got shoes you know you got a nice wife you got a nice family a lot of shoes apparently yeah you got all these She's got you got all these things. I said, "Uh huh. Where are you going with this?" She says, "How come you're not happier?" And I'm like, "You know, I've been thinking about this, and I really think I've let this whole COVID, Black Lives Matter, American election, the world is a shitty place get to me, and so I've decided that I'm gonna." turn this around 
and I'm going to just start being positive all the time because there's nothing we can do about it, and it's out of our control. And so I decided this week. Who are you and when are you podcast, done with our will? Yeah. When I get oh, on this podcast, when I get on this podcast, we're going to talk about football, and that's what I want to talk about. Oh, and by the way, Christopher, I have a question for you. How soon after we die do you think people will start talking shit about us? <laughs> oh, people talk shit about me before I die, so, you know, hey, I don't think it really matters. Well, no, no, that happens, but it, it, it more comes out when you're, when you're dead, you know what I mean? Just so, go on Twitter and punch up Let's Talk CFL and see what happens there when you, you go. get to yeah. some of the spots where there's ratings. There you go. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's just, so it, it really doesn't matter, and... Here here you go. And certain things have made me laugh really hard this week. I had a fastener that I was trying to, part of a fastener that I was trying to find this week. I just wanted part of it. I didn't want the whole thing. So I took a picture of it, and I highlighted the part I want. And I sent it off to my fastener guy. And he sent it off to his technical guys. And he phones me back 10 minutes, and he is laughing so hard, he can't talk. And I'm like, what's up? He said, well, I sent the picture, and so the part I wanted, I highlighted it with a yellow highlighter, and they phoned him back and said they can get that part, but it doesn't come in yellow. <laughs> I, I almost, I almost cried. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was funny. It was yeah. really funny. That's probably the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. <laughs> he anyway. could, he couldn't keep a straight face while t- saying you that, could he? Well, no, no. He was, he was on the other end of the phone. He couldn't even talk. He was laughing so hard. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. Anyways. So, yeah. So, let's talk about football tonight. Are you sure? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm staying for the whole show just because you missed me last week. I missed you so much, buddy. I missed yeah, you so sure much. You did. We get to talk about Alex Singleton two weeks in a row. Because we, uh, we we said we'd bring it bring it back for you to play with just just because it wouldn't have been as much fun to talk bad about Alex Singleton without you here. Well, yeah, but I'm kind of on your side about Alex Singleton, so. Oh, okay. Like, shut up and go away already. Anyhow, um, well, no, no, yeah. he just he, he plays plays on a terrible team, but they say he's their top linebacker. I have no doubt in my mind. That eventually Alex Singleton will be a top linebacker in the NFL. I really believe oh, I, that. With, I don't have a problem with that either. I don't. I don't have an, an issue believing that. Right. I'm just. Why is it being rammed down our throat as CFL fans? We'll get to this later. We'll get to this later. Okay. We'll get to that yeah, okay, later because yeah. we're going to talk football yeah. right now, and we're going to talk about Week right. 20 football in the CFL in the 2020. CFL season CFL that season got that canceled, didn't that didn't happen. We made it happen with a good friend, Stephen Sparksman, good friend of Will's. Sparky! Sparky. And he, uh, he set this program up to, for us, and we're going, and it's a randomized dice game. And he puts the teams down, and he 
throws the dice and the scores come up and uh, shit happens. So where are we? Last week we had four games, Calgary, Ottawa, Winnipeg, BC, Montreal, Edmonton, and Hamilton in Saskatchewan. Now, one of the things that we did was that they, the highest ranked team in the division or in the league gets a five point bonus and a home team gets a five point bonus. So if you're both, you get 10. If you're, Split five and five. There's no way that the away team can get 10 points, okay? So um, last week, the Calgary Stampeders uh, traveled east to Ottawa to play the Red Blacks, and that's a five and five split. Calgary was the higher-ranked team, and Ottawa is the lower-ranked team, definitely not the lowest. uh, They actually made the playoffs in the east. Anyhow, beside the point. Um, So it's a five and five split on this. The dice rolled up. A six and four for Calgary with a five point bonus, so they ended up with sixty nine points. Ottawa's dice rolled out four and five with a five point bonus, so their forty five became fifty. Uh, sixty nine to fifty was the final score. Calgary Stampeders over the Ottawa Red Blacks. Charles, you picked Calgary for two points. Will, you took Calgary for two points. Mark, Ottawa, CJ, Ottawa. No points there for us, Buzz. Uh, the second game was Winnipeg at, at BC. BC, higher-ranked team, and the home team got 10-point bonus. The dice rolled. Winnipeg ended up with 31. BC ended up with 22. Winnipeg wins this one. So Charles got a zero. Will got a zero. Mark took two for Winnipeg's, and CJ got zero for picking the homer team. Uh, Montreal, uh, they were... Lower ranked team. Edmonton was a higher ranked team in the home team, so they took 10 points. Uh, Montreal had a terrible roll of 12, same as roll as BC by the looks of it. I think that's kind of fixed there, Sparky. Uh, Edmonton, uh, 42 with 10 bonus for 52. 52 to 12 was the final score. Edmonton took Edmonton for two. Will took Montreal for zero. Mark took Montreal for zero, and CJ took Edmonton for two. The last game was the Hamilton Tiger Cats into Saskatchewan. And uh, this was uh, Saskatchewan, took higher-ranked team, and home team took 10 points. Couldn't do it, though. Hamilton came up with 44, Saskatchewan with a meager 35 with the 10-point bonus. So Saskatchewan, Charles took Saskatchewan at 2, Will took Hamilton at 2, Saskatchewan was Mark's pick, and CJ picked up two points with the Hamilton. So last week... Uh, Charles got four points, Will got four points, Mark got two points, and CJ got four points. So, Will, you picked up the two points that you lost last week, and uh, kind of the way it is. So the podcaster standing, that's us, Um, after week 20, CJ's got 93 points, Charles is two points back at 91 Mark is in a distance third position with 67, and Will is 10 points back at 57. Uh, with four games this week, that's eight points. You cannot catch Mark Will. Woo-hoo. Okay. So the fin- the standing so far has... It sounds like has, he's crushed. Yeah, I know. He's really upset about yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, Sparky, for crushed. some dumbass reason, has put the Calgary Stampeders ahead of BC, even though that they both have 12 wins. I think it has something to do with fo- points for and against. Uh, but So he thinks Peters are in first place, both with 24 points. Saskatchewan is in second place with 11, 11 wins, 5 losses, a tie. 
tie. So they're only one point back at 23. Uh, Edmonton is uh, eight, eight and nine under 500. But not only that, they have actually made the crossover. Edmonton will be crossing over to the east. Uh, and Winnipeg, who is only one game back at seven and ten, could win next week with Edmonton this week with Edmonton losing. They would be tied for the to crossover position, but Edmonton has more for and against points for them. Uh, there's actually 200 points spread difference between Edmonton and Winnipeg. And there's no way Winnipeg can make that. So Edmonton is the crossover team for this year. In the Eastern Division, we have the Toronto Argonauts at 10 and 6 uh, for 21 points. Ottawa is is hosting. Here's here's the problem here. Ottawa Red Blacks at 8 and 10, two games below 500, or actually one game below 500, um, is hosting a playoff t- game. Okay. BC, Saskatchewan, or Calgary won't be one of those three teams at 12 and 5 and 11, 5 and 1. One of those teams is not going to host a playoff game, yet Ottawa Red Blacks at 8 and 10 are going to. 8 and 10 so far. Oh, they're finished. They've got by at the end of the year. That's 18, so even, 18 games. Sorry, Charles, go ahead. I was going to say, so even on this, um, uh, what should we call it, this simulation or whatever, it's Fake still league. The, 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 the Eastern Division is uh, getting still ahead sucks. with crap records. It's like basically nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. <laughs> I, I really I, I don't know whether Sparky has actually been manipulating these scores throughout the season uh, I, because I <laughs> – I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know how it happens. I like the fact he's put Winnipeg last in the West. That kind of makes me all feel warm and happy. But um, and Calgary kind of comes ahead right at the end. So this week, both all three Calgary, BC, and Saskatchewan will are playing. Saskatchewan and Calgary play each other. I'm correct there. Yes. Uh, and BC is playing Hamilton. So if BC wins. And Calgary wins, Calgary's in first place. Saskatchewan wins and BC wins. If BC has to win, period. If they don't win, they're in third place, probably. No. No. Calgary wins and BC loses, Calgary, uh, BC is still in second place because Saskatchewan can't overtake BC. But if Saskatchewan wins, BC has to win. BC has to win to be in first place. That's just a fact, Okay. Because one of those teams is going to pass us by because one of them is going to win. Uh, anyhow, back into the East Division. Sorry. Toronto, uh, Ottawa at 8 and 10 uh, has secured their playoff position. Hamilton at 6 and 11, and Montreal at 2 and 14 have been eliminated from playoff contention. It's a typical CFL season. Charles, you're 100% bang on. This could not it's be more crazy how it works out like that. I know, I know, I know. The ultimate randomizer, and it's still almost bang on. Yeah, it, it, this could be the actual season. <laughs> this could have been the real so, season. This so, so when there is another CFL season, we should, we should do both. <laughs> I agree. We should. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad we idea. Should. We, we should. We should see. We should. Yeah. 
We should do the actual season and then do a randomizer, see how close it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So if if and when we get another CFL season, okay, I'm not quite on the positive side of things that Will is these days. Um, we we could probably do that, but I don't think we should pick scores. I think no. we should just pick wins, just like what we just did this season, and uh, and go from there because that's to me that's more realistic and and. I, yeah, I couldn't pick a score to save my life. The only thing that's going to affect it is, will it be the same once uh, Halifax gets into the league? Oh. It's too early. Guys, guys already. Well, guys, it's too say early. something, yeah, say on, something it's guys. Early. It's too early in the show for this. Okay? Positivity activity is but, the way to go. Yes. And I'm positive they're not hap- they're not coming in the league, okay? Go Scooters. Okay, so yes, I just got confirmation from Sparky that the Edmonton Eskimos have won the crossover or in are in the crossover position. Didn't we already know that? I I did. But uh uh-huh. He Sparky didn't put it into the the thing, so I I, I okay. called him on it, and uh, he said that I'm right, but he didn't know whether or not we were going to do the points difference as the decider, and uh, if he didn't know that, then why the hell did you put Calgary in first place over BC then? Hey hey, oh, come on point. Sparky, <laughs> you just assumed it and went off and did it. Well, you assumed correctly, but come on. BC was in first place since week one. Week one. Okay. Anyhow, I'm having too much fun here. Uh, okay, so that's kind of how it wrapped up uh, in the to week twenty, week twenty one, the last, the last week of the CFL season, the 2020 CFL season, simulated by uh, Stephen Sparksman and his dice randomizing dice machine. Has the BC Lions traveling east to Hamilton to play the Tiger Cats? So it's a five and five split. Charles, who are you taking? BC. Okay. Hmm. We're going to go to the end of the list. CJ is taking BC. Mark, are you flipping a coin or are you just going to pick one? The coin. I flip the coin. BC. And, Will, what are you doing? Do you care anymore? Will, turn your mic on. You guys all took, you guys all took BC? We did. Time? Yes. I'll take, I'll take Hamilton. Okay. Okay, the second game has the Saskatchewan Rough Riders going into Calgary. Now, We've given Calgary the five-point home field advantage, but I almost think that that should be negated with Saskatchewan coming to town because pretty much Saskatchewan thinks that Calgary McMahon Stadium is a home stadium for them. So, uh, I don't know. uh, We're going to give 10 points to Calgary because I know Sparky would whine and bitch and cry if we didn't. So, Saskatchewan and Calgary. Calgary gets 10 points. Charles, who are you going to take? Ooh, Saskatchewan, Calgary. You know what? I'll take Calgary being at home with uh, the 10 points. And I don't like taking Saskatchewan real or fake games. So I'm taking Calgary. Okay. Uh, CJ is uh, wants to pick both of them to lose. 
I don't know if that's possible. Um, and I'm not going to do a will. I'm not going to do a tie for Will. No, I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to take the Stampeders because if somebody is going to beat it, beat us, I want it to be the Stampeders because at least I know they're a good team. And Mark, roll your die. Why don't you just take the Saskatchewan team and let Will take his Calgary team? That's exactly what I'm doing. Okay. Well, no, I well, have I'm, questions. I have, you have a question. Go, go ahead. What place is Calgary in? They are tied for first with BC. What place is Saskatchewan in? They're in third place, one point behind BC and Calgary. So they can still catch either team? They can catch both teams. If Calgary loses okay. to Saskatchewan and BC loses, Saskatchewan is in first place. Gee, this okay. would be quite the finish if it were real. Yes, it would yeah, be. It would be a hell of a finish. That, that's yeah. my point, because if they weren't close, then Calgary wouldn't be playing their starters, but will the dice pick that up? Uh, that's my question. Anyways, the the dice hasn't Calgary. picked up squat all year, so I don't know. Uh, I'll take Calgary. Okay. Now we have Toronto, uh, Edmonton Eskimos traveling to Toronto. Uh, this is a meaningless game to the standings. Cal, uh, Toronto gets 10-point bonus being the home team and the higher-ranked team. Charles, Edmonton, Toronto. Hmm. I feel an upset in this one, so I'm going to take Edmonton. Uh, not that it's super upset, but when you've got a team that's uh, 10 points down, I think I'm going to pick Edmonton. That's who I'm you were going to pick, wasn't it? It is. I'm taking Edmonton. Mm-hmm. That's okay. We're good. Mark, what are you going to do? Toronto. Oh, that's too bad. William? Toronto. You're going with Toronto, eh? Okay. Can't can't do that Edmonton thing, eh? Mark, you gotta be a little bit Never. more compassionate towards his beliefs here, okay? Hey, if the coin tells me so you gotta go yeah, with the okay. coin. Winnipeg, Montreal. Five and five split. Winnipeg's the higher ranked team because Montreal absolutely sucked this year. Montreal's the home team. Charles, who are you going with? I don't really like Winnipeg all that much, so I'm going to go with Montreal. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Can't stand Winnipeg right now. Cannot. Mark? I'm going with Winnipeg simply because BC sucks. Go Owls? William? Yeah, go go else. Go else. Okay. There you go. As it is. Mr. Sparksman, I hope you have all of those scores. If not, give me an email. Got them all down. It's going to be the end of the season, guys. Are you are you getting depressed? Football season's almost over. We're going to have a long off season. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Is it 2022 yet? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, none of this isn't June yet. 
Okay. Um, that would be a good post. Good line. Uh, segment two. Yeah, you, you kind of have to call him by an official title, but I know he never liked it. So, uh, Mr. David Braley has passed away. Mr. David Braley has owned three CFL teams in his life, uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, the BC Lions, and the Toronto Argonauts. He has uh, financially supported every team in the CFL at some point in time. He has financially supported the league. He has been the interim commissioner twice. He is the current owner of the BC Lions, and he passed away at 79 years old. We don't actually know what caused his death. Uh, 79 is not old. As uh, I said earlier, my uh, mother's about to hit 90. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what this is, uh, what happened there. I haven't heard at all. It's a very sad day for the CFL, in my opinion. Uh, That being said, things will change. Will things change for the better? We don't know. Will they change for the worse? We don't know. BC Lions will get a new owner. There will be a lot less, I want to use the word meddling, uh, but there'll be a lot less uh, meddling. (laughs) It's a good word. Uh, In in, in the league itself. So uh, the longest... Longest running owner of the CFL is now gone. It's time for the CFL to change, to morph itself into a real league. Uh, instead of being held back, as a lot of people like to think that they, the league was, and the Lions were, and the Argos were. I don't know. You know, Everybody says that uh, David Braley did terrible things to the Argos. Well, he saved them for one, so I don't know if that's a terrible thing. Uh, but they said, oh, he didn't dump any. Well, MLSE hasn't done dick squat for them either, and they've owned them for, what, two or three years? So that's that's a hard one to grasp. But uh, I don't know. I don't have much more to say on this at this point in time. I'm sure that I'll get around to something. Uh, Charles? Uh, well, it kind of caught – I think it caught everybody off guard on uh, Monday – I had just uh, just uh, decided to look at Twitter, and it was the first thing that showed up. And at first, you look around to make sure, you know, there's so much crap on Twitter. You want to make sure that it's uh, actually Real. legit and not some idiot posting crap on there. But uh, it figured that out uh, pretty quickly, so uh, that it was, in fact, real. And, uh, you know, David Riley uh, took over at a time where the team was in big, big trouble they had gone through the whole fiasco with Nelson Scalbania and all that nonsense, and they weren't drawing, and they were losing money, and they were basically in receivership, and they were trying to find an owner, and he stepped up. And he supported this team for over two decades. He's the longest-serving owner in Lions history. Um, and we had had, before that, we had had such a string of flaky uh uh, in-and-out owners, guys like Murray Pezum, guys like Bill Comrie, Scalbania was a con man. So it finally gave the Lions that stability at the ownership uh, level. And then he went to work on getting the team rebuilt, and he brought in Bobby Ackles, 
who in turn brought in Wally Buono. And uh, he never really had issues paying the bills. Um, and then he went on here to, uh, he, like, he before he owned the Lions, he owned the Ticats, and then he owned the, uh, bought the Argos when they were in trouble, too. I, I don't think he bought to them. Save them. He just picked them up off the table. Well, he took he took ownership of them, so yeah. So uh, yeah, so um, but uh, the guy was um, he loved the CFL, and you knew he loved the CFL because that's why. I mean, there were years where he lost quite a bit of money. Let's not let's not sugarcoat it, especially in the early on days with the BC Lions and with the Argos. Um, he lost money, but you know what? He still um, was able to step up, and he's credited with saving football in British in Vancouver. Uh, in but what doesn't get talked about nearly as much is he saved soccer in Vancouver as well, because yeah. he took over ownership of the Vancouver Whitecaps in 1997, uh, and he owned them for three years. So he stepped up. He was also at one time the interim commissioner of the CFL. So you can't say enough about David Braley. Uh, we're going to get on that article, which I thought was in bad taste uh, a little bit later. But if, in terms of uh, David Braley, the guy uh, um, was uh, he's, uh, was there when nobody else was there. So I have a lot of respect for him, and um, I'm sad to see he's gone now. Very sad to see that he passed. Yeah, I'm going to talk more when we get into Stephen Brunt's article on my opinion of this. But um, uh, it was actually he uh, he bought the the Vancouver 86ers, I believe, in, in oh, receiver. Yeah, I said Whitecaps. It was actually you're right. It was the 86ers. That became he bought Whitecaps. the 86ers and then morphed them into the joining the MLS or MLS MLS and becoming the, the Vancouver Whitecaps. Yep. So he did own both teams, but it was the same team. Right. So, yeah, it's uh, uh, it's kind of an interesting thing. I mean, it, it, it's sad. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, 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 you know, I, one of the posts was put out this week was, Will the CFL ever see another sugar daddy like David Braley? I can't imagine so. I'd like to see the CFL in a position where they don't need one ever again. Well, yeah. Okay? Of course. At, that would, at this that point, would be my goal. Try to find another David Braley. Let, let, let's create a, a profitable league where people want to be owners. Mark, yeah, what were you saying? Thing, you're right. At this point in 107, or I guess this, would this have been the 108th Grey Cup? It's not so 108th football season. The CFL yeah, didn't so come into existence until 58. Yeah. Yes. Well, whatever number it is, yeah. you would hope by now they're going to try to grow up. Yeah. It, it, it's, and try it's 60, to be profitable. 62 years old. It would be nice if they tried to be profitable at least once. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and and that's kind of my hope. And I think with new owners like the two guys in Montreal, uh, and 
I, and I think Bob Young is going to step up and take a, a, a more direct role right now. I, I think he's good. I, I like Bob Young. He's one of the, the more influential people that I see in the league right now. And I think he was always in the shadow. And I think he, he, he will step up. Yep. William, I have, I have a, I have a question. Excuse my ignorance. Okay. Um, David, David Brilly in the CFL Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah, Is he? I believe so. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's the Canadian Football Hall say, of Fame. It's not the CFL Hall of Fame. You know that, right? Okay, Canadian Football Hall of Fame. Anyways, if uh, he wasn't, he should be right away. You know what I mean? Instantly, yes. I, I believe he is. And, and you know what? I, I've never really followed owners much. I never really paid attention to them too much. I'm more interested in coaching and, and that kind of stuff. And you and Charles are the guys who filled me in on David Braley. It got me more interested in that kind of stuff to see who he was. And, and I've read some things about him. And, and, and yeah, he uh, he was definitely... No doubt, nobody can deny, no matter what kind of shit-talking people say about him, he was definitely a CFL fan. Oh, passionately. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Passionately. Totally. They're, they're, you know, yeah. And that's all you need to talk about these days. That's all you need to talk about. You know, because we all, we, all we all have our shit, okay? And we don't need to talk about the shit in my mind. Yeah. Braley went in in 2012. Yeah. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. But, you know, the more, since this recent development, his untimely death, shall we say, I think my concept of ownership of the BC Lions becomes to actually create a David Braley football foundation to own this team for always, to always be able to support it, but to guarantee that it's going to be successful. Well, did it, did I read somewhere that I guess the estate's taking care of the football team right now, but I think it's, the sons that are actually taking it over for now? I haven't read anything on that. Rick Larouche. No, neither do I. Larouche. What's, what's this guy, the president's name? Larouche? No. Larouche. Something like that. Anyhow, um, he has said that uh, they are going to honor David's with a relevant uh, owner for the BC Lions. So, uh, Wally Bono was talking, and he says that he did not believe that David would would ever have sold the team. He says that it was it, it was the, the 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 sale of the team was a lot a lot for show. That he did not believe that he would ever find a competent owner for it. So, going to change. Things are going to change. Things are going to change in Vancouver. Things are going to change right across Canada. This league cannot stay the same. And if, if, as some people say, David Braley was holding this league back, well, 
he's no longer holding this league back. It's time for the league to grow up and, and evolve. And if that, with or without David Braley, if he was advocating change, then so be it. But if he was holding him back, well, so be it. It's gone. The league has no excuses now. There is no excuse for this league not to prosper, not to evolve, not to man up. So be it. Anything else? I mean, the guy donated $200 million. You know, it really, 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 really hard to uh, to fault him for that. And for some of the thing, places in which he sent the money was absolutely spectacular and positive. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, extremely hard to fault him. But Stephen Brunt did. And uh, I think everybody read this article by Three Down Nation. Ah. Yep. yep. At one point in time, back a few years ago, and it was a few years ago, probably five or so, I respected Justin Dunk as a journalist. He dug deep for good stories. He broke good stories. In fact, he was reporting draft picks before the league announced them at one point in time. He was doing his homework. He was in the know. We followed him. Somehow, for some strange reason, I don't know what it is, he got mixed up with Drew Edwards, who was a clown at the best of times, in Hamilton, in the newspaper industry. Called himself a CFO reporter, but was nothing more than a hack. When he finally got his ass kicked out of the commercial newspaper business, he started Three Down Nation. And Three Down Nation was an accumulation of retired reporters or reporter wannabes people who never got a break, never got this, whatever else, wrote articles and and put it out. For the most part, most of them were junk. Absolute junk. Uh, There was a couple of respected reporters that joined them. Lowell Ulrich in BC was one that I I respected. Justin Dunk in Toronto was one that I respected. But they got tied up in Three Down Nation, and Lowell did the most noble thing that he could and just backed away when things got stupid and uh, Justin Dunk actually took over when Drew Edwards packed it in. No use for this organization. The fact that they actually published this article within hours of David Braley dying is appalling. Whether it's true or not, I don't care. I, in fact, I have no doubt in my mind that it is. There's a couple of things that I have an issue with, is that the fact I've met David Braley on 
multiple occasions, multiple occasions we've had conversations. In fact, I sat down at a table with him by myself with a one-on-one conversation, and we talked football for 45 minutes. Never once did I get the that David Bradley thought he was better than I was. Never once did he try to throw something in my face. So for this Stephen Brunt to say that David Braley would walk into a boardroom, close the door, and say, do you know how much money I'm worth? It's this, and I'm more important than you are. I never saw that. I never saw that at all. Ever, Not once. Not that I'm, you know, in the loop. But I did have serious conversations with him of different things, including the ownership of the BC Lions. And I'm I'm saddened by this. I'm saddened that Three Down Nation would tarnish him like this, this quickly after his death. Wait a week. I'm wait. I'm, I'm perfectly okay for this information to come out. I'm perfectly okay for uh, bad things to be discovered. Uh, just. Not within hours. Let the corpse get cold. My belief on this subject. William, what do you think? You know what? And it's and it's it's typical of news today. It seems that negative news gets the most readers. Okay, and that's obviously why they publish that because they want it readers. And I think it's I I myself personally I think it's obscene. And you're right, they should have waited for a couple of weeks or a day or a month or something. Okay, because you can't you can't cut a guy. In my mind, you cannot cut a guy. And I'm not going to say he was perfect because I'm sure he wasn't. Okay, but you can't cut a guy down when he has also done so much good. Pretty simple. It's a, it's, it's a jealousy thing in my mind. That's all I can say about it. Go ahead. Mark. We all know I've said what I've said about Brayley. There's the other side of him, when, what I think anyway. But no way am I bringing that up right now. It's not the time of the place yet. Is it no. in a couple of weeks? Sure. You know, we can talk about it in a couple of weeks or whatever. I've been talking about it for a couple of years. But and, no and way you know what? I'll, I'll be agreeing with you. Yeah. And you agreed with me before. But, but I'm not now today. is not the time. No. Not at all. No. It's just like we said, it's three down. Looking for clickbait. That's the word I was looking for, Mark. Clickbait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all it is. Charles, your thoughts here? Yeah, brother? I mean, uh, you know, I like Stephen Brunt. I think he's a, one of the best sports journalists in Canada. Uh, there's been so many articles and things I've written by Stephen Brunt that I've read that I've really liked. This was the wrong time to do it. And I don't even necessarily have a problem with what he wrote because actually he made some good points. But there's a thing called class. There's a thing called giving, you know, people time to mourn. 
there's a thing called respect for the dead. All right? The timing on this article was garbage. You don't do that when the guy's been dead literally for hours. This came out the same day he passed away in the afternoon. It was announced in the morning that he passed away, and then it came out in the afternoon, this article by Stephen Brunt, which was – and it, it, it wasn't – they didn't even wait a day. It's just – to me, this is trash journalism. Was what he wrote wrong? Not necessarily. The timing of it was crap. You don't do that to a guy that just passed away. Give the guy uh, – have some respect for the dead. Give the guy some space. You want to write this article two weeks from now? Now go ahead. You don't do it the same day. How classless is that? And Stephen Brunt, classless. like I said, yeah. And Stephen Brunt, he's a longtime uh, sports journalist. He should know better than this. That was nonsense. Embarrassing, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, it was despicable. <clears throat> Okay. Yeah, you know what? We're not going to discuss this article. We want to come back to this in two or three weeks and discuss it. I'm I'm all over that. But uh, we're just going to move on past. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, this is a sad story. There's no downside to this story in the, the way that we've been talking about Mr. Braley, where he did good, he did bad, he did evil, he did we don't know. Joey Moss was a gentleman that hung out with the Edmonton Eskimos and later with the Edmonton Oilers hockey team. He was, I, I don't want to use the word mascot. He was a cheerleader. They, they dressed him up in the uniforms he was at the games. He was at the practices. He was everywhere. Uh, he had Down syndrome, and he was just there. The players loved him. The coaches loved him. The team loved him. The fans loved him. The community loved him. Unfortunately, with Down syndrome, very rare do people get to live long into their adult years. Joey Moss was no exception. Although he did what I, I actually didn't read the article. Um, how old was he? Uh, 56. 56. What he was our age. Yeah, he was close to our age. Yeah. Wow. 66. He, I did not know he was that old. I, I, I he's didn't got, know. There's pictures of him with Gretzky when Gretzky yeah. was like. I know, 20. I saw that. That, that always caught yeah. me off guard. So yeah, he's been around forever. Sixty-six years old is a is a fifty-six. Fifty-six. Sorry, he has a huge life for a, a gentleman or with a, a person with uh, Down syndrome. It is yes. And uh, good on him. And uh, I feel sad for his family. I feel sad for the community of Edmonton. He meant a lot to everybody. And uh, just, just, just a super nice guy, and he's all, he was always happy. Every time I saw him, he was laughing and laughing and laughing, even when his team wasn't doing real well. 
I don't have anything more. Mark? You know, it is a definite loss. And, yeah, you could call him a cheerleader, but and in an endearing way you could call him a mascot, not in the goofy, dressed-up way. Um, He was kind of the face of the community part of the team. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And he loved being there. And from the testimonials that some of the players put out, like Mike Riley and that, he did have an impact on them. Oh, yeah. It's it's kind of like with Winnipeg has Dancing Gabe. It's the same sort of thing. So I can definitely see where everybody's coming from on it. Go ahead. William. You know what? I, I think his official title was... Uh, was it not uh, dressing room attendant or something like yes. that? Yes. I do believe. So, yeah. you know what? Uh, a guy who's been around that long and and the team embraced him and he embraced the team. I mean, you can't say anything bad about that. He he, It is what it is, and, and it's too bad he died. Pretty simple. I mean, I really don't have anything else to say, but you're right. He was a big fan. He was a super fan, if you want to take it. And obviously the Oilers and the Eskimos embraced him, which is kind of a cool thing for both of those teams to do. So go ahead, Charles. Yeah, I remember hearing about him when I was much younger, and he had actually a very close relationship with Wayne Gretzky when Wayne Gretzky played uh, in Edmonton. And um, I never knew till later that he was also involved uh, for many years with the Edmonton Eskimos. I didn't realize that until uh, later. But he had a um, – if you were in Edmonton, you knew, you knew exactly who the guy was because he was – he was always out there. Like you said, he was kind of a, a community face for both the franchises. So uh, it's a sad loss uh, for the city of Edmonton. They all know this guy. and um, But, hey, he did what he loved to do, and obviously the players from both teams, uh, they liked him. So he was kind of uh, their, um, like you said, kind of a, like a mascot cheerleader. But obviously he had a very good relationship with a lot of the players that came through Edmonton. So... I'm sure it's a, a, a sad loss for both of those organizations. Kind of like John Cornish on the sidelines, right? <laughs> what did you just say? Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, I had to throw a, something out there tonight, okay? It was just like it's, it's, really it's okay. Hey guys, remember remember the question I had earlier, guys? I tell you what, guys, the day Christopher die, dies, I'm gonna start talking shit about him immediately, okay? You talk shit about me now. <laughs> I was gonna say how would that be a change well, yeah. now? What's yeah, what's gonna change? Nothing. No, exactly. And, and, and I wouldn't have it any other way. I'd come back and slap. I'd haunt you. I'd haunt you if you said nice things about me. Fine. Hey, I got the longest running CFL podcast. Say something nice. Nobody says anything nice. Thanks, guys. I'm on the show. <laughs>
Okay. Segment five. We're already on segment five? Wow. Very few answers regarding CFL 2021. Duh. Because they don't know. No, we don't know. We we don't know. I, I would be surprised if there was anything definitive until April or May of next year. But, you know, I, I have heard a number of news stories lately that they say, um, you know, within months, if not days, if not hours, they're going to come out with a vaccine. So once we take that, then the CFO will be up and running again and we can go to games. What do you think of that, guys? Are you doing that on purpose? Do I yes. ever do anything on purpose, Charles? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Everything you say is calculated. As as are mine. Once again, once again, stupid people in this world. There are stupid people in this world. And we could get into the concept of why only stupid people will be taking this vaccine. But we're not going to do that right now because, who knows, I might be pissing off people on my panel or pissing off people that are listening to us right now. Because, what can I say? Very few answers. What have we ever worried CFL about people listening to us? Sorry. What's that, Go Charles? On. I said, what have we ever cared about pissing off people listening to us? Well, because Will didn't want to talk about COVID to, on the show, okay? So we're trying to talk I don't football. Blame him. We want to talk football. I agree. We're talking football about what's going to happen for the CFL 2021. We don't know. And we do not believe that there's going to be a decision made on 2021 until probably April or May of 2021. Uh, by then, it's probably too late, but who knows? I mean, we've all speculated on who's coming back and, and how many people won't be because they found other things to do because they're not making money this year. And if they're not making money next year and they're two years older, is Mike Riley coming back to the CFL? I don't know. You know, who's, who else is not coming back? You know, hopefully that dickhead Brandon Banks isn't, but you never know. Once again, I would be curious to see how what how guys come back that have had a whole year for their bodies to heal. Mm-hmm. That'll be it's, interesting. Especially That'll be the ones that have been chronic injured, like Matt Nichols, That's like correct. Mike Riley, like Bo Levi Mitchell, like uh, you Zach know Caleros. Zach Caleros, huge one there with Zach. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean a year off. You've let your body heal back. You keep yourself in, in physical condition without the abuse. When's the last back? time he went almost two full seasons without a concussion? Two full years, sorry. Not seasons. Two full years yeah. without a concussion. I can't tell you. No, no. It hasn't happened. No. No, you're right. It hasn't happened. I, he, he is not. He has not completed the CFL season in his career. Nope. 
except for this one. <laughs> so far, Zach really Morrell not, is doing not really even, well. Not except even, not even, I was going to say not even 2014. No. 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 Really? Okay. He did not complete a season as a starter. Okay. There's a ton of guys that you can see they played their last game in the CFL. Yeah. Do you really yeah. think Manny Arsenal's coming back? And who's going to want him? Did he, did he play last year? Yeah, he played in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. Yeah, a lot of these guys are going to move on. They're, you know, they were a year or two away from moving on anyway. And they've discovered they don't have to beat up their bodies to make the money. Because, hell, if nothing else, everybody can just stay in the city they played in and become car salesmen. There's about five of them in Winnipeg. Okay, I I don't know what to do here. I'm going to try to um, backpedal a little bit. Uh, in 2013 in Toronto, he was the backup. He dressed for all 18 games, although he, I think he only played a few because he only had – games started with eight. In 2017, he dressed for all 18 games, but he only started eight of them. This is Caleros we're talking about. We're talking Caleros. Yeah. 2019, he dressed for 14 and started 14 for Saskatchewan. That was the most games that he played it started in, in his career. And I guess you could say he played six last year if you count playoffs and Grey Cup. Yeah. Yeah, these, these are uh, – regular season games they did not count the playoffs because he did make a good run in the playoffs so what was he last year four wins four games last year year. one game one start with Saskatchewan two games one start with Winnipeg okay so three games and then the playoffs the playoffs didn't count Okay. That that yeah, that was at Caleros. Where did the conversation go after I was looking this up? What were we talking about? You went somewhere. Um I don't know. Did we go to the next topic? I don't think we did yet. No, no, no. We didn't go back to the oh, next topic. You, guys were, we you went off back. on a tangent talking yeah, about Yeah, what players else. would be coming back? Oh, what players would be coming back? That's right. Manny Arsenal, you know. The big-name players. Big-name players. Which ones aren't coming back, you know? We could go through an entire list and they go, whoa, I don't think this guy's coming back. I, I, I think you're going to find a lot of uh, the big old linemen aren't coming back. A lot of the D linemen aren't coming back either. No. John Lyman, a lot of those guys are done. They're done. Yeah. 
I wonder about I wonder about Sol- Solomon Aluminium after well, all the what? injuries he's had and so on. Yeah, why would you come back? No, or did he just now have the team the chance to heal up? Yeah. Right? Does he come back as the most dominant thing in the CFL again? I also tend to wonder about Charleston Hughes. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's what, another good, another good question. You know, he's probably no. I'm not going to say that. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you never know who's going to come and who's going to go. But you can say that actually about every season. So you, you could, you know. but having a, a a one or two year layoff. Doesn't do yeah. reflexes any good at all. No. And, and and your desire to be hit goes way down. Way down. Charlton Hughes yeah, is currently these... 36 years old. He'll be 37 in December. Mm-hmm. Yep. 37, 38 years old. He's not going to come back. Why would he? How could he? But the other thing is some of these guys aren't going to make the money they were making in the CFL anywhere else. So that could be incentive as well. Okay. Is is the, is the statement going to be, are they going to come back at, in, in the condition that they did? They were a year or two older. No, that a lot of them might come back in better condition. Well, right, but are their abilities to perform at that high level going to be there still two years later? There's a difference from being. There's a difference of being in shape and being in game shape. Yes, I know that, but I mean, but they're they're going to be in the same boat as everybody else. I mean, if you don't do something for two years, I don't care how old you are. Your skills are going to deteriorate somewhat for a while. Correct. Correct. Mine did. Okay. I took the season off of lacrosse. I came back. I could not play goal. I could not. I, 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 I was a professional lacrosse player, and I could not. I could not play. I took a year off. My reflexes were gone, and it just seemed like, the shots were harder. They they hurt more, and you know I, this is in my early twenties, and I couldn't play anymore, taking one year off. What about these guys that are thirty, thirty-five years old taking a year off? Uh huh. But I don't know. Maybe 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 they come back because they've never felt this good because they could take two years off or a year I, off. That's a Ricky Ray syndrome. I mean, the constant getting beat up and beat up and beat up and beat up. I mean, you imagine how Mike Riley feels right now. He hasn't gotten sacked once this year. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So this is what it's like. Yeah. He doesn't know what he, he probably, he's probably suffering from hit withdrawal right now. Okay. So kids run daddy over, run daddy over. There you go. I mean, I think that's why you're seeing the guys sign with the spring league too, though. 
It's football. It's keeping their yeah. reflexes, you know, it's keeping them in game-style shape. You can pull all the buses and train cars and everything else that you want. It's not the same as being out in the field and running around and getting smacked. True. Yeah, but on but on the other hand, they don't really smack each other in practice anymore. True, yeah. Fair enough, yeah. So, right, but you you're, know. you're saying that the playing in the spring league keeps them in game shape for the CFL? We have an 18-game no. season for a reason. You can't add more games to that. Mm-hmm. And more games to that means, you know, the uh, – the spring league is, is what six games, eight games, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. You you can't add another eight games to an eighteen game season and expect to be oh, okay. That's going to cause more injuries. Yeah. yeah, that would cause it. But right now, right now, you got guys going to the spring league because there is no other football. Granted, yeah, they didn't play last year. Why else are so, guys going to Mexico, uh, Poland, Germany? It's to play football. Yeah, I can see that. And if I could play Christopher for one minute, why do you guys think that Bo Levi Mitchell is practicing with high school quarterbacks uh, because he wants to get better. And this is the perfect opportunity for him. Okay? So he's say maybe it makes him feel superior. I don't know. Is he superior? To a high school quarterback? Who knows? He's practicing with his peers. I say that. You probably haven't heard his jokes yet either. No. They're not very good. Yeah. Any football is better than no football. Mm -hmm. Did I just say that? I'm not watching the NFL. I have not seen one NFL game this year. I don't even watch the highlights. The odd thing I see that somebody's posted up on thing that interests me. Did you see that son of a bitch catch that other guy? Just going to say DK Metcalf from... uh, Yeah. Seattle chased down. He was basically 15 yards behind the guy and chased going him down the other from direction. behind. He turned. Yeah. He, he was going the other direction. The pass got picked off. He turned and caught him. Man, that guy's got It wheels. looks like a lion chasing an antelope. He's got pure speed. No doubt about it. And I mean, granted, he's a tall son of a bitch, and the other guy was kind of short. And it, he looked short. He looked a lot smaller, and his legs looked like they were moving faster, but not very going as far. Where this guy was taking big, huge basketball strides, and uh, and, and caught him. But I understand that the little guy that was the that caught the ball was what six two or six three. Yeah, he wasn't a small guy, man. He wasn't a small guy. He just it just looked small compared to him. There's very few small guys in the NFL. Yeah. Well, just what position so, does so Metcalf you, play? 
He's a wide, wide receiver. receiver. He's a he's Just a receiver. So you know, in the in the 2019 C- or NFL Combine, he ran a 4.3340. So, holy shit! Pretty fast. Seriously? That's pretty fast. Yeah, that's pretty fast. Yeah. But yeah, you can see when he turned around, he had one purpose and one purpose only. Oh, he and was he, taking him down. He he laid it he laid it out to catch that guy. Yeah. Mhm. I mean, he passed his own players. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Who had a huge head yeah. start on him? He was on a mission, okay? And it was I like was, one of those I, Olympic I, races. I know nothing it about like that game. Li- yep. I couldn't even tell you who the, the Seahawks were playing. I didn't. Arizona I don't know Cardinals. who won the game. I couldn't care less about Arizona the game. Cardinals. But oh my God, that guy took him down. And and, and get this, you guys. Are you guys ready for this? I heard when I watched that on TV that everybody was talking about. Could is he is he Terry Medcalf's? Uh, son or something like that, and if anybody knows NFL, Terry Metcalf was running back in the yeah no I'm not seventies eighties yeah so he was a running back in the seventies eighties but in reality this guy is the son of a former NFL guard Terrence Metcalf okay so obviously he got Dad's big body but he also got speed or something. So he got wheels from somebody else. Because mm-hmm. he's uh he's a six foot he's six foot four two twenty nine, so that's not a small guy. Nope. No. No. So. But did you did you see him with the they they had a picture of him without his shirt on? And they compared yeah. him to to uh Tom Brady or somebody? No. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's just wrong. Okay. Time are we at? Nine fourteen. Oh my God. We're gonna talk about Alex Singleton. Alex Singleton can, continues to make an impact south of the border. Why are we talking about him? Because he he he, he stayed in the CFL for a cup of tea. Shouldn't have been here in the first place. Got in on a loophole. Made the best of it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I admire the guy for making the best of a situation. He took advantage of it and uh, and and made a career out of himself. He's going to make himself a lot of money. Maybe not Cam. You never know. And good on him. I just don't know why we as CFL fans and CFL podcasters are talking about him still. Because the only time he talks about the CFL, he's talking shit about it. So I really have no use for this man, and I don't know why we're talking about him. But Charles likes to keep putting him in the agenda because there's nothing else to do. And we'll keep Ooh, the fans up because he's a Stampeder fan and thinks that he's the greatest thing since sliced bread or Subaru, one or the other. Well, what do you got to say about this? Um... You know what? Credit where credit is due. Okay, it, it is the NFL. 
um, which I'm not saying is better than the CFL. I'd never say that. It's a different, different. game than the CFL. I, I think he I would think he would really uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I think he should do great in the NFL because there's no motion. Okay, so yeah. I'm sure he's all over the field, and he has been all over the field to be honest with you. But you got to give a guy a kudos who last year did not, in the very beginning, did not make the practice roster. And eventually they called him back and said, be on the practice roster. Then he got got called up a couple of games later. And he was a special teams player mostly. And this year he's uh, played a lot of snaps for the defense. And because the the coaches trust him. So, I mean, I think it's only going to get better for him. We'll see. I've always thought he's a natural leader. He was a natural leader in Calgary. Um, I still think he is a throwback because he plays old school football. He's not a guy who who just goes for the big hit. He wraps people up and puts them down. So I like those kind of footballs, whether they play for football players, whether they play for Calgary or not. Okay, so, I mean, hey. Whatever. He he plays good is. football. I have no problems with that. I have a yeah. problem coming in and manipulating our league and calling yourself a Canadian when there's not an ounce of Canada in you. You've never stepped foot in the country before. That pissed me off even before he played a single down in this league. Yeah, okay. but he's well, not the first and he won't be the last. No, no, that's what I was going to say. He didn't really manipulate it. That's a rule that was just standing in, in, in the rule. He, he didn't manipulate, manipulate anything. I mean, he went to the no, rule. No, he, he took advantage of it. No, I don't think so because this is, this is uh, well, I mean, he took advantage. Sure, he took advantage of it, but he's not the only one. There have been lots of guys who have done it before. So, I mean, I know. I don't I have think an it's, issue. It's a bad rule. Now, now granted... But I don't blame I, I, him for it. No, I don't blame him for it either. I just don't think he should have been in the CFL in the first place. Well, but then if we can take this one step. We could take this one step further, and it's another good argument for eliminating the Canadian the import ratio. rule. Yeah. Okay, the ratio, because uh, as we've talked about before, we probably wouldn't even know about Andrew Harris if there was no Canadian import ratio rule, okay? Correct. So maybe we wouldn't know we wouldn't know about Alex Singleton either. Or, or he might have made it on his credentials of a foot as a football player as opposed to his credentials as his mommy being a uh, uh born in Canada. Well, yeah, but he didn't he didn't make it before. Okay, so No. He did what every other American does when they come up to the CFL. He got game tape. He got damn good game tape. Oh, yeah. He made now a mess he... of a situation. Yeah. yeah. And you got to respect that. Rule ever. Pretty dumb rule. And Taylor Loeffler is another example of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Taylor who? Loeffler. <laughs> Where does he play now? Where does he play now? <laughs> Yep. Isn't he always injured? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it'll be good oh, for yeah, him. Oh yeah, he too. was the guy who he was the guy who cheap shot at Benny Arsenal, wasn't he? <laughs> uh, 
You mean the yep. big hard hit from the end zone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was him. So, Charles, did you understand that calculated move? Yes. Yes. I was trying to get Mark and Christopher to start fighting with each other, so. It was a disgusting hit. It should never have been allowed. See, Charles, it see, it worked. Benefit. It worked, Charles. It did. It worked. Yeah, but all I'm doing is laughing, so it didn't work that well. Because it was a clean hit, you know. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't a clean hit. You know it wasn't. It really hey, on did a personal work. note, on a personal note, Mark, how are you doing? With what? Smoking? Yeah. yeah uh, one month today, actually. Ah, so excellent. For you. Congratulations. Good for you. And Will, what Amazing are you on? Three months? Oh no, 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 no! I'm, uh, I'm. Uh, do you have the app, Mark? I don't know if you're an app guy. The app for what? Smoking, not smoking. It's called Smoke Free. No. It's pretty. It's pretty good. Uh, oh, yeah. Four months and four months and fourteen days, Christopher. Nice. Oh, phenomenal, Will. Phenomenal. Wow, nice. So, yeah, it's amazing how much what? money you end up with in your pocket too. Well, that's why I have this app, Mark. Okay, twenty-four hundred and forty-eight dollars. I have my wife that lets me know how much I smoke. Okay, but the most so. the most amazing thing about this app, it also keeps track of cigarettes not smoked. Oh, cool. Okay, and after four months and fourteen days, are you ready for this number, Mark? Because yeah. I've never I've never counted cigarettes. Four. Thousand and eighty-one. Oh, wow. Does it also keep? Does it also keep track of how much money you saved not buying smokes? It should do that too. Yeah, no, it does that. Twenty-four hundred and forty-eight dollars. Well, there you go. All right. So, yeah, it's it's kind of cool. One of my daughter's friends went shopping the other day and came home with two cartons of cigarettes and it was $750. What does she smoke? I don't know. But I just went, holy shit. Holy shit. Not on the res. Well, hell no, you can get a plastic bag of loose cigarettes for, what is it, 25 bucks? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, uh, all I know is the cigarettes I used to smoke, Christopher, before they went to the shit cigarettes park, were, were, I think I was up to 21 bucks a pack. Oh, 21 God. bucks a pack. There's 20 cigarettes in a pack, yes, right? 25. Each. 25. 25. Okay, so that's 25. like a dollar of smoke, right? Yeah. Sure, more or less. Okay. So, and how many packs are in a carton? 10? 20? 8. Those are small cartons, though. I think they're bigger. They have bigger cartons out here. I don't know. I never bought them by the cartons. And, and just so you know, because cigarettes got so expensive. 
if I was walking down the street with a cigarette smoking and someone asked me if they could have a cigarette? Hell no. What was my li- what was my line, Christopher? No. Are you ready? Sorry, I don't smoke. Yeah. Well, at least that now you're not lying to people. That just completely flabbergasted them. No, but when he, he was smoking, he smoking. You walk when away, I was smoking, your Charles. Out. What? When I was smoking, Charles. I used yeah. to say that to people. It's an awesome thing to do when you do that because they just stand there with their mouth open and you go, well, yeah, you're not they, talking to me people, anymore and you just keep on going. Once again, people people don't think that fast. Nope. No. Not at all. Most people don't think that fast. Right. My my wife has, has the, the absolute best one. And uh, if you're at a party or a gathering or one of those things that you happened before COVID and uh, somebody comes up and starts talking to you that you don't want to talk to, or, you know, you're in a conversation and you really want to get out of it. You don't know what to do. What do you do? How do you get out of that conversation? Well, I usually just walk away. Okay. Mark, what would you do? Bathroom breaks are pretty quick. Uh, Earl? Yeah, I was just saying, I'd probably say, oh, i got to go use the bathroom. My wife looks him in the eye and says, i got to take a shit. Yeah. It's direct. <laughs> the person just does not know what to say. Sorry, but i got to take a shit. It's funny as hell when she does it. But anyhow, um, okay, where are we? What are we doing here? Are we done with Alex Singleton? Because I am. I think we're done with fake Canadians. I think we're done with the the, the ratio. I think we're done with everything. I think all of that needs to go away. Just because we got time, we can kill a little bit. Um, With Singleton, with Strebler in Arizona with Claypool in Pittsburgh. I'm actually turning the games on just to see, like, with Strebler in Arizona. He's one injured quarterback away from being the starting quarterback, even if it's just for the game. It'd be entertaining to watch. So they're making me actually want to tune in. Not a lot, but I will turn on, oh, Philly's playing. Okay, I'll see if Singleton's on, and then I'll find something else. But at least it's reason to watch football. Is the NFL good? No, but it's football. Okay. Stop for a second. (laughs) I want to take you up on what you just said. You're going to watch the NFL because of players that you know. Yeah. Yep. That is exactly why Americans want to watch the CFL. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah, sure. And they can't get it. Nope. But if even when it was playing, they if could it was on network it. down there, this this league would explode. Not only the the, the marketing revenue dollars that would come in, 
but then we would the, the salary cap would explode, and then we would be bringing up better quality players. How many second or third string quarterbacks in the NFL would rather come up here and make a million or two dollar or million or two a year and be the starter? Mm-hmm. Instead yep. of holding a clipboard for four million dollars down there. And they get the game film. And they get the game film, and then they can take themselves back down there and work for that starter's position. I I just think that the CFL is on the cusp of exploding or imploding. And it depends a great deal on what happens in the next year or two. And... Did I did I tell you guys I had a dream last night? Oh no, Martin Luther King. Are you ready? Are sure. you ready? Donald Trump loses the election. Why did you have that dream? Okay, I don't know. I thought so we were talking something to. So he needs something to do. So he buys the CFL. Oh, boy. He is, you have to admit something, Donald Trump is the greatest marketer in the history of the world. Okay? He's done a fabulous job of marketing himself. Yeah, he should sell used cars. There you go. He can sell the CFL, I guarantee it. I I still think a merger right now with the XFL would be a, a wonderful thing for the CFL. I I agree with that, but too. And I and I disagree. I think the XFL the XFL took on CFL rules. Yeah, but I uh, I think there'd be too much of a fight that they wouldn't go to CFL rules. Because I the mean, XFL you can they can talk. They're, the XFL is going to fail if they try to compete head-to-head with the NFL again. Well, of course they are. But just because, and I know everybody's thinking, oh, The Rock owns it and he played in the CFL. Fuck, he had a cup of coffee in the CFL. Let's face yeah, it, yeah, okay? Yeah. All he, he told doesn't know what the CFL is. Yeah, he doesn't know what the CFL is. Oh, he does know what so, the CFL is. And he oh, he knows what the CFL talks is. about it every once in a while. That I disagree with. Yeah, he says that the conversation that he had with Wally Buono is the one thing that set off his entertainment career. Wally said, you're no good at yeah. football. wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he, he, he probably had that in his background anyways because his dad was a wrestler. So, yeah. I'm starting to read lots of stuff about The Rock these days, and apparently a lot of his stuff is smoke and mirrors. But once again, when you're on top of the heat, people try and bring you down, right? So Yeah, 100%. And you know what? He's the mm-hmm. highest-paid Hollywood actor right now. Yes, he is. And he was he the highest-paid highest actor last year, or he made the most money last year or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So. And well, if that ever dries up, he has a lifetime contract with the WWE so he can go back yeah. to a few million a year there, plus everything yep. else. So he's basically set for life. 
Yeah, I, I don't think he would go yeah. back. But that's beside the point. He doesn't have to wrestle, Christopher. No. He has to no. show up, and he has Just to show raise up. his eyebrow. If he that's goes it. into the ring and raises his eyebrow, and talk for 60,000 people will lose, will lose their minds. Yep. <laughs> He's uh, right. I, I still can't get over when COVID happened that the WWE was considered an essential service. <laughs> Obviously, you've never been addicted to wrestling, Christopher. <laughs> Absolutely not. I used to watch it. I used to watch all-star wrestling all the time. Yep, but it was it was fun. It was funny. Hey, Mark, Mark, do you remember every third Thursday in Winnipeg? What was it? Uh, what, what, the AWA, you mean? AWA, baby. Yep. Yep. The Crusher, the Bruiser, the, 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 the Vern Gagne's and Greg Gonzales of the year. Yeah. Oh. I used to I used to work at the Winnipeg Arena when I was a kid. Every third Thursday, you would get sixteen thousand screaming nut jobs in there. Okay, it was oh, absolutely it. Yeah. it was absolute insanity. So, <sighs> and I haven't watched this. Yet, so, yeah. The AWA doesn't even exist anymore. Um, No, I know. Going back to the thought that CJ had about a CFL-XFL merger, could they do like they do in Major League Baseball with the National and American League, where the two leagues do have their own rules, and then when they get to interleague play – you play in the uh, let's say you play in the CFL uh, you play in the CFL uh, stadium you go by CFL rules you play in the XFL stadium you play in the XFL the, rules the, the rules and you are treat too, them as too different they're too different in this football you think they're than, too different than in baseball they are totally yeah. different okay. the only thing really different yeah. in in the two leagues major league baseball thing if I if I'm correct is a designated hitter correct. And that's yeah. really the only thing is the pitcher doesn't bat, and the pitcher has to bat in when they play in the American League. Yeah. So that's the only real difference in the rules. The rules between right. well, that was four down and three down football had. are totally, totally different. So yeah. I don't think that you could you could do that sort of thing. But I do agree that you could you, you would have to run them as two independently different leagues, and come playoff time. The winner of one, the basically the Grey Cup winner and the champion of the XFL would play each other. That that's the only way. That's the way I see this would would, would be working, because otherwise it really doesn't make sense. You're not going to have teams that are going to go back and forth over and over and over again. No. I brought it up to a friend of mine, and. He said the biggest thing against it would be what's in it for the XFL. There's not ability that they've never had. They'll have that regardless, though. I think Um, if they don't go, who's to say they're not going to try to go up against the NFL, even if they join up with the CFL? It. You know, 
know, so really, if you, you sit back and you think, what's in it for the XFL? There'd be an awful lot of negotiations. But the, I think it's, it's a great the idea. The downside to the XFL is, is, is huge. I mean, they have to give up everything. Right? Uh, with, yeah. with no upside to them. It's not like the CFL's got a big bucket of money to help them out with. It's not, no. you know, they don't, do, they don't have anything to offer. And there's still the problem with the size of the field. Yes and no. Yes, that too. I think there's enough stadiums in America that can deal with a big, big size football field because they have soccer fields down there. They also have uh, tracks around it, and there's always the infield on the tracks that can be used, kind of like what we had in Commonwealth and the old Empire, right? So where the stands aren't right on the sidelines of a four down size field, so that you can't, you, you know, when you expand it. The extra, uh, what is it, five yards wider? Five yards wider and ten yards longer? And, ten and yards 15, wider, isn't it? Is it ten yards wider? No, it's ten yards longer. It's only ten yeah. yards longer. It's five yards wider. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it's 60 feet, and, and CFL uh, fields are um, 65. Yeah, 60 yards, you mean. 60 yards, yeah, sorry. It's 100 yards by... I don't know. It doesn't say. Why doesn't it say? Uh, yeah, 53 and a third yards wide. Yep. And, and, and the CFL is 65 yards wide. So it's actually, yeah, it's like 12 yards wider. No. That is a big difference. No, it's a yard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 53 and a half, 65. And that's why it it turns it into a different game, the size of the field. It's really hard to have CFL rules on that field. It's a lot harder for the offense. With 12 guys on defense... And you take away 12 yards, and you take away the 20-yard end zone, it, it really changes things up. That is the biggest setback about the CFL getting, NFL, getting American teams. Well, it's not. I'm saying that there are stadiums down there that can accommodate a, a CFL-sized field. Yeah, yeah, they can accommodate it, but they're not set up for it. So and they, and have they would have to be to if they up. had a CFL team. Yeah, but if the CFL went back to the America, there's no exceptions on field size. Yeah. No, no. You can't no, do agreed. it. So you're going to have to try to find owners that are willing to spend extra money on just the field. Mm-hmm. So it of makes it that are. much harder. It makes it that much harder. So what you have to do is you have to get the CFL in a position where it becomes desirable to own a team. 
Right now it's not. Right now they can't give a goddamn team away. Right? So you have to get you. I mean, what what's an NFL franchise worth? Good good lord, no! Don't even a billion a yeah. billion dollars. Billion, billion, yeah, pretty billion close. Two. What's a CFL franchise worth? Twenty million. Nothing. Depends. <laughs> not whether not, it's used or not. Right now, buying it new is twenty million. Buying it used, it's so you can get pick up the keys off the table. The Dallas Cowboys are the most valuable franchise in the NFL. They're worth $5.7 billion. They're not doing very well this year, I heard. They haven't done well for many years. Oh, well, is that true? And their quarterback is that one that had that horrible leg injury two weeks ago. The or ankle injury. Dallas is in the, oh. NF, the blessing for Dallas is the division they're in. When yep. you're in the worst in football, and the the NFC least, I think it's been the worst division in football. Whoa, closing on ten years now, I think. It's it's like the East in the CFL. Yep. And then oh, no, to make matters worse. worse, yeah, worse? to make matters worse for them, they lost their backup quarterback this week, Dallas, <laughs> on a hit. That was actually quite similar to the hit that Simone Lawrence put on to Zach Caleros. Yep. Hey, Mitchell's from Texas. Yeah, there you go. What do you think, Will? Bo Levi is the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. I personally think the way... uh... What's his face is playing in uh, Minnesota Cousins. <laughs> if if Levi hadn't taken the offer they made him, he'd probably be the starter in Minnesota right now. You would be. That's my fantasy thought, but I'm just but thinking yeah. Bo Levi Mitchell and um Jerry Jones in the same room together. Yeah, sure. <laughs> ego is Who ego. has a bigger ego? Oh, Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones, but he can back it up because he's got the money. Yes. He has a toy that's worth $5 billion. He built that stadium called the Dallas Stadium, and it's pretty impressive, let me tell you. Yeah. It's on my bucket list. Yeah. Mine, too. Mine, too. I think the attendance is like a, it's like capacity is like a hundred thousand, hundred and twenty thousand people. No. Yeah. Is it that big? Eighty thousand. I'm pretty for sure. Football, Eighty thousand for football, expandable okay. to a hundred thousand for, um, say like the Super Bowl or wrestling, because they had wrestling. over a hundred thousand. Didn't they I have over a hundred thousand for WrestleMania, that. Charles? They yeah I think the their attendance although the attendance number is disputed but I think the attendance number was a hundred and one thousand I believe something like that yeah yep yeah they, the stadium's worth one point five billion dollars yeah here it is right here one hundred and one thousand seven hundred and sixty three <laughs> for WrestleMania thirty two 
And he owns the stadium? Yes. yes. Cool. Uh, what's the um it's got a worth of one point five billion. Yeah. I, I always heard that the Rose Bowl was the largest football stadium in America at a hundred and four thousand people or hundred and two thousand people. Probably seating capacity wise, but Dallas yeah. Stadium isn't just big. It's gargantuan. Yeah. Yeah, I don't doubt it because it's got luxury yeah. boxes, and I'm sure the college doesn't. Oh, I'm sure their college does. Oh, most colleges do, I think. <laughs> yeah, but the Rose Bowl is is in Pasadena. It's not really the home field of a college, is it? University? Does it USC play there? No, yeah. the USC plays in LA. No, they don't. Okay. Um, I, I it's in Pasadena. I don't think it's on on a, on a yeah, you know what? I I think you might be right about that. Cotton Bowl Stadium. Uh, I'm just trying to look it up right here. No, I think it's the Cotton Bowl Stadium. They can what hold is? 92. So, I mean, they say the Dallas Stadium can hold 100 grand. That includes standing room only. Yeah. Okay. But That's normal, the, uh, normal, normally it's 80,000. The nine, the seventy-three Rose Bowl had one hundred and six thousand eight hundred and sixty-nine people. One hundred and six thousand. Michigan Stadium's the largest. I just uh, one hundred and seven thousand six hundred and one. They can put in. Have they? I don't know if they have. It's just that's what the largest stadium is. Yeah, the Rose Bowl Stadium have. isn't isn't a, a home field to a, a, a university. It is strictly. Actually, yes, it is. I just read that it is actually UCLA Bruins. Oh, is it? Nineteen eighty-two to present. Yeah, nineteen eighty-two oh, to present. Okay, okay. I did not see that anywhere. Yeah, I just it look, if you go down, it shows all the different tenants there, and the second to last one is the uh, UCLA Bruins, nineteen eighty-two to present. Okay, I just do they play all their games there? Uh, that I'm. Uh, See, I guess uh, it doesn't say one way or the other. Football at the Rose Bowl. Um, um, you know what? It doesn't say one hundred one way or the. Oh yes, the Rose Bowl Stadium has been the home field for the U- UCLA since 1982. Okay, when they moved from the. Um, Coliseum, they moved there in 1982. So it yeah. is a, the, that's the home of the Bruins. Okay. The stadium opened in 1922. Yeah, it's a really, really old stadium. Wow. That's a big stadium for 1922. Yeah. 100,000 people. Over the board here with this uh, football talk. But it's football. It's it's almost interesting football. It's not mm-hmm. annoying shit. Uh, discussions from the Let's Talk CFL page. Who was the worst quarterback we saw in the CFL? Recent times, forever, last decade. What's the question? Well, I'd say probably in the in the last uh, thirty years, twenty five, thirty years. We've we've seen Modern some pretty history. bad quarterbacks. We have. Okay. I mean, 
most recently, Johnny Manziel comes to mind, right? Yeah. Spurgeon Wynn comes to mind as a BC Lions quarterback. I don't know how he stayed around as long as he did. I never understood that. I never understood that. I, I remember sitting in they a party lot in Surrey when, when Buck Pierce got hurt and Spurgeon Wynn is going to be our starting quarterback in the playoffs. And I went, well, we lost that game, and it's not till next week. He probably played for minimum salary his whole career. He was just yep. happy to be making a salary. Yeah. So, My worst yeah, quarterback it, I've ever seen? Slinging Sammy's son-in-law, Sam Garza. Sammy Garza, God. God Mark God, took my fire. I knew I Mark took my fire. <laughs> there was one who was worse. Who was the guy I in Calgary? Remember. The yeah, guy that... who bought the team so the guy Kevin who bought the Federick. team so his son could play Federick. Kevin Federick. Kevin Federick. Yeah. Who literally needed his dad to buy a team so he could play. Because nobody yeah. else would give him a job. Yeah. There's a reason for that. I bet he didn't get ribbed in that locker room. No, probably not. Dad owned the team. They all wanted jobs. Well, that's a good point. I never thought of it that way, but you're right. The Bombers is the bad... Remember Max Hall? Yeah, I'm probably trying to forget him, but well, he's in jail now anyway. So yeah, he was like an addict, I think, too, wasn't he? Yep. And yeah. And, um, there's been some other bad ones. Uh, uh, there's always going to be a bad quarterback. Twenty. Just take out Buck Pierce, Kevin Glenn. Um. <laughs> and Kahari Jones just go with any bomber quarterback the last 25 years. Drew Willie. <laughs> well, Bad he might quarterback. have been a serviceable backup until our offensive line decided to destroy yeah. him. Tino Sunseri. It, it just goes on, right? It just goes on and on. I remember Tino Sunseri coming off the bench here at BC Place and beating the in the second half and beating the Lions. And then after that game, people were raving, oh, this guy's the next big thing, this thing, the guy, blah, 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 blah. I don't know if he ever won a game after that, but the guy was no, a dead weight. Well, the, the Ryder fans went ballistic after that game. They thought they had oh, they their did. next starting quarterback. Yeah, they yeah thought he, he was, the second, was the second coming. coming. Yeah. Uh, I remember freaking Todd Marinovich, who was this highly touted uh, college quarterback. The Lions had him on the roster third string all year. I don't think he ever played a snap. There was a, a bunch of, like, you know, publicity about him, and he's this big guy because he was an, a high NFL draft pick. He never got on the field. But he was messed Gamble. up, too. Yeah, there's always Vince Barragamo, too. Vince That's Barragamo, who I was thinking yeah. about. <laughs> That's who I was thinking about. Uh, 
Greg Vavra. Sock commercials. Tom now, there's Mickey. been there's been some pretty pathetic football. I mean, and I just think that there's we shouldn't be talking about just bad quarterbacks. We should be talking about bad quarterbacks that were hyped to be something amazing, like Vince Ferragamo, like Drew Williams. Major Harris. <laughs> now you're hurting. Andre right now. Ware. The guy won I'm a Heisman Trophy. And did yeah. Jack. How about T. Martin? Uh, <laughs> Chris Vargas. Well, there's always Troy Cop too. Troy Cop, God. Stefan Lafors. Mark, who was that? Who was that quarterback, Mark? Who came in the same time Jeff Reinbold came in? Remember, he was from the Arena League or something like that. Oh, I know who you're talking about. What was oh, that guy's name? I know who you're talking about. I'd have to look. That's a long time ago. I forget what his name is, but I know who you're talking about. He came in from the Arena League, and they thought this guy was going to be something. And he was nothing. Yeah, second coming. Hey, there was a quite a while in Winnipeg. If you could complete more than three passes a game, you were the next coming. So you're the starter. You know, we didn't think Mike Riley was good enough to guarantee him the uh, starting job. Hmm. I think well, Mike Riley's biggest problems yeah. was confidence. Oh, he was confident in the uh, negotiating with Winnipeg. He would have come to Winnipeg, but he wanted to be guaranteed the starter. Winnipeg said no. Hmm. Why they didn't have anything? I have no idea. I have no idea. I would, I just keep thinking, Mike Riley and Milt Stegall. Good lord. Sean Salisbury was a crappy quarterback too. <laughs> yeah, but he won, a, he won a great. Somehow cup. he won a he won a great cup. I don't know how. So did Marcus Crandall. Oh, we haven't mentioned him tonight. We had to, yeah, we got him One in. One hour, now. 54 minutes. One wow, that's the longest. Minute. That might be the record. We've gone without mentioning him. Salisbury had good then, stats, though. And then after Salisbury won the Great Cup, he said, I want more money next year. And Winnipeg said, fuck off. No, we don't. And he left. I, I, I still cannot get over Saskatchewan getting rid of Terry Joseph after he won a Great Cup. How stupid do you have to be? <laughs> you win a great well, yeah, but and your starting quarterback gets kicked to the curb. Yeah, but understand that's also the team that, for Phil, would have won a fifth grade cup if uh, <laughs> they could have counted properly. If they knew how to count. <laughs> uh-huh. Phil, where are you, buddy? We miss you.
13 men are not supposed yep. to be on the field. The 13th man is supposed to be in the crowd. That is correct. Okay. For a, for a team that prides themselves on being the 13th man, they should know they shouldn't put that person on the field. Did you see that guy, that soccer guy? Did, did I post that in, in, that our, in our group chat? The I never video? saw the video. I missed that. Oh, did you? So what happens is this fan has got his team's his favorite team's jersey on. He jumps on the field, starts running around, and scores a goal. Oh yeah, I forgot about running that. off to the side. Does one of those slides where he's you know down on his knees, got his arms in his air. All the all the other teammates come over there and congratulate him and everything else. They're all happy. And then the ref comes over and has him arrested, and the goal doesn't count. <laughs> and nobody noticed this guy just ran on the field. Nobody noticed the guy ran on the field until after. He was the only <laughs> jersey that didn't have a number on it. Geez, how bad must that goalie have felt? I got scored on by a fan. <laughs> uh, it was it was an awesome awesome goal he did a fabulous job i mean it was just like whoa but that's that's literally what happened a fan runs out onto the field and uh yeah it's just wrong on so many different levels we made it through another show yeah we did did you see that little meme with uh, Obama and Biden? Oh, God. I saw that. I went to the petting zoo yesterday. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was an elementary school, Joe. I, I want to put a post about this, about, you know, like, both of the, the people running for president down in the United States are despicable human beings. Okay? It's just a fact. They're just... Morally and socially inept. How did they get to this position? Hmm. Doesn't that confuse you? Next show. The rest of the people were worse. Yeah. Kristen. Once again, 328 million people, and those are the best two choices? Are you kidding me? Like, seriously. Do you know who uh, Jonathan Pye is? Nope. No. He He's a Brit that is in American journalism, and he did a rant after Trump was elected. It was absolutely priceless. Anyhow, uh, 60 seconds left in the show. I better close this off before we get uh, goodbye. Uh, <laughs> this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 459. I've been your host, Christopher Jones, and uh, we talked two hours of football again. And for the most part, it was football. It was pretty good. Um, you guys take care and say good night, folks. Good night, folks. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you next week. Mark? Good night, everybody. Talk to you on Wednesday. I've lost my show. Where did it go? There it is. William? Good night, everybody. Go Schooners. Go Owls. Go Owls. You're, you're betting on the Owls this week. Come on. What's the matter with you?
What's going to happen in a Calgary-Saskatchewan game? Oh, my God. I don't know. I, I, I can't wait. Sparky, roll the dice already. <laughs> 